cleaning spills and splitting bills. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Yes, happy Monday to you. And wait, what's that wait a sound? Second. What's wait, that wait, sound? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you sound muffled, Alex Dyson. What's going on? Well, not too muffled. Just, I wouldn't say muffled even. I'd say protected because <laughs> that's right. I am in Melbourne, which means I'm broadcasting this podcast while wearing a mask. Can you hear the cotton on my breath? Oh, uh, look, they always said that our, that our podcast was so sick that it might be <laughs> contagious, but uh, I think you've taken things to the next level. I can't even see your mask. You haven't turned your, your, uh, your video on, so I can't see what it looks like. I'm very keen mm. to get give you the full fashion review, the fashion mask review, oh. uh, which I'll give you when we talk about masks up next. Yeah, yeah that's going to be happening today, as well as that... We're going to be getting into Matt O'Kine, uh getting to his past. He had a bit of a career ender when it came to uh, one of his oh. acting gigs. So I cannot wait to hear about that. Also, A Tale of Woe has inspired another murder ballad. That'll be coming up later on. But the big news, Matt O'Kine, are you ready to uh, get your Carl Lagerford on? Your Coco Chanel? <laughs> your Dr. Norman Swan? I'm so ready. Let's do this. I want to see how Alex Dyson Ross rocks his protection. While I'm talking, it's actually it's coming down below my nose now. It's it's a little bit if dicey here today, but uh, let's get into it. It's all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Alex Dyson, big news dropping over the weekend. Premier of Victoria, Daniel Andrews, announcing on Sunday that all... Melburnians and those in the Mitchell Shire will have to wear a face mask when they leave the house or else they'll cop a $200 fine. Well, I ain't getting fined, but I look mighty fine. I haven't turned on my video yet on our little uh, little Skype here. Do you want to see me? Well, I'm extremely to know because, it, look, look, I'm just trying to figure it out, you know, because you could be wearing, um, one like, a, is it one of those cups? You know, the cups, like the polystyrene sort of, they bulge out mm. like a pig's snout, you <laughs> know, or, there's, or have you got one of the fancy ones with that little, like, it looks like the ventilator fan at the front of it. You know what I mean? It looks like a kazoo. Solar-powered ventilator, potentially. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I'll let you describe it as I put on the video. What do you think, Matt O'Kine? Oh, you got a little bit of uh, bank robber vibe. You could be <laughs> uh, going in. You got It's dark. Is it a navy or is it a pure black? That's a navy. I'm, I am going to take it off. I mean, you're not going to listen to my muffled voice for the entire show, but it is, you know, quite important. And there were quite a few people in Melbourne over the weekend with the masks on. What's your What's your ear strap like? Because that's a. I bought some, and I tell you what, the elast that elastic ear band, garbage. No, mine's mine's not bad. Around the back of the ears, I did try on. Try on Woods's one, which was a little bit different, like differently sculpted on the face, and the elastic was a bit tighter, and it pulled my ears forward, like I was like a little kid from the Little Rascals or something like that. I thought when you so, said I tried one on, I thought you went you you were meaning you went to the shops and tried one on. I was like, no. that's not that's that's as bad as trying on swimmers. <laughs> I'll tell no, you that much. None of that. Just uh, within the household, we we swapped each other's masks. But um, no, Fair there enough. it is. It's a, it's a new world, and hopefully we'll be able to do it. Hopefully it doesn't turn out like America, where they've think mask is, they yell at people who are wearing masks as if it's sort of a, a offensive, but the people wearing the masks are literally doing it for the person who's yelling at them, like trying to keep everyone safe. So look, Absolutely. if the scientists are telling us, I'll put on the masks and I can look mighty fine doing it, Matt O'Kine. Do you know what? And Daniel Andrews said as well that it doesn't have to be a hospital grade mask, all right? It doesn't mm. have to be one of these N95s, which by the way, those three symbols getting the most coverage they've had since Nokia. 
uh, brought out the N95, which I had. <laughs> had one of those. But <laughs> a good phone. But What a reference. <laughs> no, but anyone who knows who had one, they'll know. Little slide screen. I mean, it, it was groundbreaking what, 10 years ago. If you but, said that on Triple J, they'd tell you to tone down the old references <laughs> again, mate. <laughs> I, um, but... But you can wear a you can wear a scarf. You can do what I do. Like you know, I don't know if you can do what I do, but you can do the hoodie over the mouth. Yeah, I'd know? really like you to explain for the uh, police officers of Victoria handing out uh, two hundred dollar fines potentially after Wednesday, when hopefully people have organised their bust. No, I just pull my hoodie round and put it over the front. It works really, really well. It's like my chin's got a hood on. Anyways, um, well, look, you, no, it's probably if you wore your hoodie backwards is the way you could do that. Matt. Oh. And so just then you pull the hoodie up the front and then pull the cords from behind. <laughs> and, and just make two holes, across. two holes in the hood so I can look through it. Yeah, just exactly. Built in balaclava. I love it. Hey, um, but I mean, how are things going over there? I've noticed, I've, I've heard, you know, seen stuff on socials, people getting a little bit, a uh, little bit fidgety, uh, being well, stuck. Because the mask is one particular rule, but they're coming up with other things. You know, you're not meant to travel. F- outside of your own postcard, there was like some footage of a guy who was from Frankston. He came up to the shops and he's he's not worried about it. He's like, no, no, but I've got a mask. And they're like, where is it? I was like, oh, it's in my pocket. He's like, yeah, but you're not wearing it. <laughs> like, yeah, but, you know, and he just <laughs> presses it to his face to indicate what he would do if he was being safe. But there was also another lady who uh, did the rounds on social media after a journalist asked her uh, where she was from. And she, I think she was work, walking in the city, around, potentially around the Botanic Gardens, uh, which was out of her own postcode, and uh, she explained why she was travelling that far away from home like this. Well, you get sick of walking the same streets. You know, I've done all of Brighton. <laughs> now, that's, that's sort of funny because it's the suburb in question there in Brighton, if you're not from Melbourne, is, is one of the ritzier suburbs in Melbourne, and, and she said it as if someone who was mocking the, the suburb would say Brighton. Like that. Well, so, look, I mean, and yeah, this is a, you know, this is like an ascot if you're in Brizzy or, uh, you know, Vaucluse in Sydney or whatever. But, um, what, Glenelg in Adelaide? Possibly. Uh, Perth. What, where, where's your, where's your hot suburb? Something like that. Yeah, potentially. Beachside, a bit fancy. Yep. But um, I don't blame her. Can I just say, I've, re- I've, I've done it. I've done everywhere where I live. Every little back alley. I'm peeping <laughs> over people's fences, looking into backyards because I'm so bored. I get it, all right. But that's your own. But you, that's your own area, though. That's like that's governmental advice is to uh, to try not to spread it because they've seen that these clusters are getting bigger. No, because right. people are I mean, shooting all over the place. The problem is not that she's bored. The problem is that she's broken the rules to alleviate that boredom. Yeah. I guess I completely understand. that. And I tell you what, the premier I think may have seen the video because without directly naming the person in question, he seemed to do a pretty, pretty specific reference to uh, a couple of these people who are popping up online. And I tell you what, he did not pull any punches in his press conference over the weekends. I've got a very clear message to every single Victorian, particularly some of those featured in social media. Whether you're in Broadmeadows or Brighton, stay at home means stay at home. And if walking your local streets is boring... Well, being bored is much better than being in intensive care. Turn down for what? Oh, oh my God! Oh, somebody get the body back! 
Wow. I tell you what, Daniel Andrews, he was absolutely oh. turning it up, turning Turn, up the blasters mate, on the Brighton set. Make sure you're wearing face masks or bulletproof vests because he is armed and dangerous. <laughs> but anyway, in all seriousness, I hope you are keeping safe if you're in Melbourne and uh, trying to avoid a fine and avoid COVID by popping your mask. All day breakfast. Now, you may have heard over the weekend our midnight snack with the wonderful Ursula Carlson having a chat about <laughs> an interaction she had with a <laughs> celebrity. It was very funny. I actually, for a moment, it took me a little while to actually believe that's what she said and she wasn't going to follow it up with something. But um, if you have missed it, please go and uh, yeah, have a listen. It's five-minute chat with Ursula, who is a very funny person and has a Netflix special out right now, which is quite funny as well. And after we interviewed her, Matt, you talked to me about your own chances of having a Netflix special and you may have put it in jeopardy. Oh, well, yeah, I spoke to you off the record about it. Yes. Because, I mean, and no, look, okay, here's the thing. Ursula was talking about being in Montreal. I've been to Montreal a couple of times, right? Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're rubbing shoulders with some of the big guns. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and, and. But just for laughs, like that was one of the first big comedy things I ever watched on the yeah, internet. Everyone's hanging out in this one particular hotel, hotel lobby, right? Was that I'm after like, the party? No, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and, oh man, I had a, I had a, whoa, I had a proper career end of one night while I was there. Like an actual, you know, when you do, you know, when you do like have a night where you're like, oh, that's, I have made a big mistake here. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to say that I completely ruined my chance of having a Netflix special, but I did. Like, ugh, so stupid. Didn't I was, help your chances. <laughs> well, you know, Nina Las Vegas messaged and was like, hey, I'm in Montreal for this night. I was like, great. I went and see her show. I'm I'm just oh, having beers and loving life. You know when you get so happy, you think, oh, nothing could possibly go wrong. Then I'm, you know, then I, then someone points out, oh, that's the, that's the head of Netflix comedy across the bar. And I've had enough at this point to be like, oh, I'll just go up and say hello. <laughs> Yeah, just no. I'll just I'll just go up. I'm dribbling at this point. Like I, it's so stupid. I've done, so you I go made, over to the head of Netflix comedy in Montreal and oh, just introduce into his yourself? conversation. Like he's literally mid conversation with other people. I'm just <laughs> wriggling people out of the way. Yeah, g'day. Just acting like we're best mates. Like he he's looking at me like who is this bumbling fool, <laughs> right? But I make these mistakes. Well, it's like. You know, I, I mean, this is just... You're telling me that's not the only career ender you, you've put under your Dude, belt. do you know what? <clears throat> you know, you make fun of me, or not make fun of me, you know, when we talk about H2O, we talk about Aquamarine, all these <laughs> gigs that I did years and years ago. Sea so Patrol, Lethean, op Opium Diplomat, yeah. Have I ever told you about Monarch Cove? <laughs> See, you don't even know about Monarch Cove. <laughs> you have never told me about Monarch yeah, exactly. Cove. exactly. Monarch Cove, a show they filmed out on the Gold Coast. Right, I auditioned for one of the bigger roles. Didn't get it. They gave me the role of waiter. Right, Ooh. Now, waiter uh, one. <laughs> yeah, I think I was the only waiter. Right, I don't know what my IMDb uh, <laughs> listing says. Anyway, this is a big gig. I have a line, um, and I have a couple of days on set. Anyway, Whoa. basically, I'm a glorified extra. All I need to do is pretend to be a waiter. Not attract any attention to myself in any way, shape, or form. Did you come up we're with filming, your own backstory for the waiter, like his name and what they do? At the heritage, <laughs> like at this beautiful, beautiful uh, hotel on the Gold Coast, big poolside resort, right? Yeah. Function scene. 
everyone walking around. We are using real glasses, ladies and gentlemen. Please be careful with the glasses. All right? Me, playing the role of waiter. They call action. I'm in the middle of the scene. An actor walks over to me, takes a sip of a drink, puts his empty glass on it. I've never been a waiter in my life. I was not expecting... <laughs> a bit of weight on, <laughs> on your tray. Like Literally this. in the name, man. <laughs> I'm like this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Glasses smash all into the pool. We have to cut and, filming. Oh, sorry, <laughs> guys. Sorry, everyone. There's glass in Monarch <laughs> Cove. Not safe for swimmers. Can you? <laughs> we have to stop filming for like an hour. This is this alone is like thousands of dollars because waiter dropped the glasses. Right. Anyway, my next day on set. I didn't realise that I was called to set. I decided to go have a pub lunch. I was playing the pokies. <laughs> I get a call. They're like, um, they're looking for the waiter. I was in Brisbane. I was like, I don't have my dad's car. I don't know how I'm going to get to the Gold Coast. So I jump on a train halfway there. They're like, yeah, you don't need to bother. We found another waiter. <laughs> Absolute so wait, career ender. Did you take the train all the way to the Gold Coast? You get off it <laughs> halfway and turn around. I got off. <laughs> take the walk of shame off, over the top of the platform. I got off at Helen's Vale and crossed over and went back. <laughs> oh my lord! Right, I don't so, even think it's on my IMDb credits. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be. They used a different waiter. <laughs> they found just anyone. My hand was in one episode. <laughs> on so, I am. Anyway, Carlos. we, uh, we you asked name, you Carlos. if you've ever had a career ender yourself, <laughs> and Angus from Adelaide answered the call. G'day, Angus. G'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, going okay. I'm, I'm amused. That's what I am. <laughs> Thinking yeah, of matter kind suffering of others sitting on Helen's prestation, <laughs> half Helen's cooked up. from a pokies and schnitty lunch. <laughs> Trying to catch the train home after getting fired from an acting gig. Uh, but you have had a career ender yourself. What, what's happened, mate? So I'm an electrician in Adelaide and probably about oh, three or four years ago, I reckon I was a third-year apprentice and um, we were working in a data centre and basically I cut the wrong cable and it shut down Ticketek in Adelaide <laughs> for about two days. <laughs> Just Wait, a few units long? moved and... Uh... So I'll cut the wrong cable, it's gone back, and then they're like, what happened, what happened? Like, these security tech guys are like, what's happened? Like, ticket tech's gone down. So basically, <laughs> for like two days, no one in South Australia could buy tickets to any gig <laughs> or like anything. <laughs> and it was all just like this second year apprentice sparky spot, which happened to be me. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, so what, did the, uh, what did the bosses and the ticker tech people, what did they all say to you when oh, you said it was the wrong one? I got, I, got, I got kicked off site like within a five minutes. They're like, yeah, you can't be here anymore. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> did they, did they, did they press the you? Were they like you're from? Oh. I bet you, you're you're a snitch from Ticketmaster. You've been selling. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> I got you a should've... bit of a stern word from the boss, that's for sure. Goodness me, I could just imagine the next wire you cut, you'd be just like one of those bomb disposal people <laughs> in a movie, just sweat pouring Hand down your face. Shaking. Violets are red. <laughs> 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 
This one, anyway, that sounds great. Uh, thank you very much, Angus. Apologies. I mean, we've got lots of musicians who listen. Apologies that you didn't sell tickets to their say. Yeah. Like, geez, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why. It, they always, you know, people skip over South Australia for the live gigs. Maybe it's because for some reason no one buys tickets in, in Adelaide. Yeah, but, I'll, um, I'll, I'll call that blind. That's easy. <laughs> oh, too good, Angus. Thanks so we've much it, for uh, letting good us work, know. Um, no that, That's a great career ender. And look, if you've got a career ender... You know, just just get in touch, matt.and.alex on Instagram. Any any time that you've just done something where there's no coming back from that. You literally just put your hands up and walk out the door yourself. You think, nah. <laughs> yeah, you're not ironing the apron. It's just straight on the ground, <laughs> out the door. Please get in touch, matt.and.alex on Instagram. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. We now come to the segments for people whose index finger gets a little bit tired clicking on everything. We need to give it a break and get someone else to uh, take the baits. It is our producer, Bron, for her segment. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Clickfish. Clickfish. With producer, Bron. Yeah, very exciting, Bron. One of my favourite segments of the week because it means I can finally hear all the stories underneath the links that I desperately want to click. I've, I've held back over the weekend, I'll tell you that much. Well, let's hope so because a lot of the time, Bron reads out these things and you go, oh, that's right, I've already I've read it. I've learned from my mistakes, Alex. I've seen a few recently and I've thought, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh please, hopefully, Bron. T- I mean, look, before we, I mean, you'll reveal it, but tell me. Mm-hmm. Tell me you got something about Britney. We, yeah, we got some Britney. Oh, yes. okay. All right, and feel free, okay. get in touch with us if you if you get tempted by an article, but you don't want to give the media organisations the satisfaction of your click. Let us know about it, and we'll get Bron to uh, do your dirty work for you. All right, Bron. Story number one. So this is from Pedestrian TV, and the head. And I always love their headlines; they're always a bit fun. <laughs> mm. um, so this one is the Royal shared. Beatrice's wedding pics and the silly sausages left out Prince Andrew. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, so this is this seems to be combining quite a few of the clickable stories that I've seen recently. Yes. Um, and I, I, I honestly don't understand anything about why this Beatrice um, situation is even in the news. Like, I, I do not understand any of it. So please... Why is why is her wedding? What is it a secret wedding? What happened? So her wedding got cancelled. It was meant to be in May, but it got cancelled due to a little thing called the coronavirus. Okay. And um, so they rescheduled it once restrictions were lifted in mm. um, the UK. But her dad, um, the disgraced royal Prince Andrew, he's under oh, investigation at the moment. I forgot that that's who Princess Beatrice is. Yes. Connected to. So he. Because her mum's Fergie. Yes. And the dad's Prince Andrew, but Fergie left Prince Andrew back in the day, didn't she? Yes. She, so she's no longer part of the royal family. Uh, and she's, just, she's just Fergie. She's just Fergie Ferg. Well, who's Fergie? Is it Fergie or Fergie? Because Fergalicious, you know, did the song. Yeah. Who who claims Fergie? Um, I think. They're I think Sarah Ferguson Fergie. wins, to be honest. She Reckon was she the beats Fergalicious because yeah. old she Kylie. She doesn't have a theme song, though. Oh, his yeah. <laughs> with the Clickfish. Remember when buddy Kylie Kardashian tr- tried to trademark Kylie, Kylie and Kylie Minogue? Like, oh, Kylie my God. Oh, damn it. Oh. <laughs> All right, Bron, let's leave, the, let's leave this to you. 
Okay, and so Sorry, well, this must I be tried, to I be tried. fair. This would be quite a. This must be quite a difficult period in in Princess Beatrice's life. A lot of scrutiny on her father. I'm sure that she had nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to have a wedding, and there's a virus. And what happened with the photo? I know. Well, um, with the so the photo have come out, and the only um, official photos that have come out are of her and her husband, and them with. Um, the Queen and Prince Philip. No, Andrew. No, uh, no father Phil. of the bride. So some some sources. <laughs> Great Uncle Phil, I think. <laughs> oh, sorry, I think yeah, better of course. <laughs> um, no, Uncle Phil's her granddad grandfather. Phil, isn't it, Granddad yeah. Phil? Oh yeah. Anyways, so so grandma, Grand, granddad, I think Grandpappy no Phil. So is the what we're dad. Um, there's no photo evidence that he's there, but different sources are saying he was there. He just wasn't in the photos. Did he walk her down the aisle? Well, some people are saying he did, and some people are saying he he wasn't even there. So, how do how do you get that mixed up? There are no photos. <laughs> well, so if it wasn't him, who was it? Okay, yeah, this is a little. This is a bit fishy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, and I mean, we've had plenty of discussions off air, Bron, about uh, what's going on. Yes, at, uh, we have. The ongoing. What meetings were, were these at? Where was I? Oh, well, you know, we have we have reason to believe that Ghislaine Maxwell is in danger. <laughs> she's, she's not getting through 2019 <laughs> or 2020, sorry. Wear a mask, Serious. Ghislaine. Wear a mask. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about the next story here, Bron? So this is from BuzzFeed. The headline is former employees say Alan's be kind talk show mantra Mask a toxic work culture. Oh, okay. Ellen, here we Ellen go. Ellen DeGeneres. So, yeah. yes. So, she apparently, there's been heaps of headlines about her for months and months about how she's not as nice as she says she is. You know, it's all a bit of bullshit, the be kind thing. But BuzzFeed has actually got in contact with one current employee and 10 former employees from the show. Mm. And they've all come out and said that it's a toxic environment. She's a bit cruel to people, the undertones of you know, uh, racism. Come so. off it. I am sick of this garbage about Ellen DeGeneres. All right, let's be real here. Ellen is the head of a... Ellen employs hundreds of people. Uh-oh. All right, she's the head of a big global Uh-oh. company and brand. Uh-oh. All right? She's not... She has to be... She, I, look, she has to be mean. Okay. She probably has to be mean quite a lot. You know why? Because people take the piss, mate. <laughs> All right? When you're, when you're dealing with employees right from the top to the bottom, you're feeding oh, everyone. Dear. Oh, you, Comrade Matokine. This is not you where gotta, I thought the story was uh, going. He's, he's, gotta, he's drinking, drunk the Kool-Aid, everyone. The, Lord the Supreme Brown. Leader, Alan DeGeneres. Have you seen how many bloody bludges there are in the government, mate? Tell you what. All what these do you, people Matt, doing nothing. What do you think of Gina Reinhardt, Matt? What do you think of Gina? Australia's sweetheart. Creating jobs. <laughs> Forget all It's all about the jobs. None of these leaners, buddy. She's got to be mean to everyone. She's got to, like, she's got to kill the environment. Otherwise, you know, what would we do? Okay, There'd be no jobs. Look, all I'm saying is, of course, some, you know, a couple of people could be annoyed. Oh, she didn't look at me when I said hello in the kitchen. I was, shut up. Did, was right. she really nice when you talked to her? She never replied to my emails. <laughs> all right, Brod, final story. Let's go. And Let's get out of this. Clickfish fave, Britney Spears, she back. <gasps> wow. 
So the headline, which is from the Daily Mail Australia, Britney Spears is not being held hostage despite (laughs) hashtag free Britney campaign trending from fans. Okay, so can you just give us a real, I know we've only got a little bit of short time, but a real quick rundown of what the free Britney movement is and why it's coming up again. So she's been releasing, we've spoken about this before, but she's been releasing a lot of weird stuff on um, her Instagram and just posting (laughs) really weird videos. So she's she's under this controversial, I think it's called a conservatorship, where her dad controls all her money. So a dad, a judge, a lawyer, because of her mental breakdown that she went through in 2008, where she like infamously shaved her head and went through all that stuff, Mm -hmm. um, they put her under this um, this legal guardianship of her father. So he controls all her finances, all her everything. She can't make basic decisions without it going through someone else. So everyone is saying, which what's happening is she's posting all these videos and comments underneath are saying, if you're in trouble, if you need help, for example, like wear a yellow shirt or something in your next video, and she would do that. And then in that video, they'd be like, if you need help, Whoa. post a flower. And then she'd do that the next one. So it's been Whoa. happening. She's been doing every single one mm. for the past couple of weeks. But how many comments are selling to do something and that's not happening in the next video? Well, it's the one that's been most liked and most oh. commented on. And, oh. she, and she's doing them all. This is a little bit. This is a little bit weird. I, I saw that her mother's liking t- the free Britney tweets and you know comments and those kind of things as well. Who has you know is not part of this uh, conservatorium ship or whatever it's called. So her mum's tried to get involved in it now, and she's trying to be involved in the decision making of her finances. <sighs> Matt, oh, just Matt your show. thoughts, or is it? Uh, you know, is Britney actually a really nice person? Britney's dad is, is father the ex- of the year. The experts. Let's turn to him. <laughs> no. I think it's a. I'm look. I I love Britney. I'm a big fan of Britney. Have been since day one. I, I hope that she's okay, and that's all I'm going to say. I really do hope that she's all right. Yep. Well, Bron, thank you for keeping us in the loop and clicking on those things that we dare not. You know who Britney could who could say Britney Ellen. <laughs> she could undo all of this bad news Fact. stuff if she just. We, sh- we should nominate her for the Nobel Peace Prize, shouldn't <laughs> okay, we? Ellen DeGeneres. On. Thank you, Bron. <laughs> thank you. Cheers, Brad. Bye. Good all day breakfast. Now, Matt, a little while ago, we did ask you for your tales of woe because everyone seems to have one. And it's just a shame that a lot of these stories throughout history just aren't given, you know, the packaging that I think they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we've all had our ups and our downs. We heard some of your doubts earlier in the show today. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. (laughs) But no one's writing a song about mine, you know, whereas here we have Alex Dyson. Mm. You've just brandished. You've just picked up the little... In ISO, you know, you're just fiddling around. You've got to find something to do. Uh, the old guitar in the corner of the room, well, it's got a bit of dust on it. Let's see what we can do. I've got three chords I can play, and I just started strumming. I'm like, this sounds like a bit like a murder ballad, you know, just that, that real country kind of dark feel. And I'm like, all right, well, perfect. I know three guitar chords. 
people have tales of woe. Let's combine the two and bring you the all-day breakfast segment, Murder Ballads. Now, uh, our, we've got a caller here, Sam, who jumped on our Discord. We've got a little section for Murder Ballads. If you want to tell us your story, you can. And Sam told us, and I tell you what, Matt, this story broke my heart. And we have Sam on the line now. Hello, Sam. How you doing? Not Sam, too bad, my you, friends. How, how are you doing? I mean, you <laughs> you texted us in with quite the tale of woe. Do you want to paint a picture, uh, Sam, for you know where you were, what year it was, and, and why it's so fresh in your mind? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it's quite the, the classic uh, teenage tale. Uh, it was back in two thousand and nine. Uh, I was quite pretty good friends with uh, this girl. Uh, Eleanor, who I, I quite liked at the time, uh, and I have a feeling she was quite aware of that fact. Okay. Um, um, how old were you, just to be specific? I here? was 16. 16. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, age. those feels are very strong at that age. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and um, She liked yeah, you back? So, sorry? Did she like you back? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, like, we were good friends, but no. Ooh, <laughs> Not that way. Friends. <laughs> okay. Um, and there was one, and then she eventually started, uh, she also knew my best friend at the time, John, who, uh, they ended up started to, starting to date mm. and, uh, one. And how which, were you, you third wheeling there, mate? Yeah, I was just, you know, I wasn't necessarily ever third wheeling with them, but I was kind of hanging around like a bad smell, you know, those, <laughs> you know, hoping mm-hmm. maybe one day I could. Snag some dregs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. no, Sam. Uh, clearly didn't work out at all. But um, anyway, this one time, he, uh, him, and I went down to yelling up. Uh, I grew up in Perth, and I, we drove down to yelling up with his family. And um, this is, okay, I guess, smartphones were just sort of starting to come in, but most people had like prepaid um, old brick phones and. Uh, I was te- we, I used to text her all the time and stuff because we were still friends. And then she messages me while me and my friend are on the beach, and she's like, "Oh, do you um do you mind if I call you for a chat?" And I was like, "Yeah, cool." So then <gasps> you, she calls your crush me is up. giving you a call. Your heart's beating, I bet, yeah. pounding out of your ears. Yeah, ignoring the obvious fact that you know her boyfriend is right next to me. That like Ugh. somehow didn't <laughs> didn't, <laughs> that didn't cross my mind. Um, so then, yeah, we were just chatting for like five minutes and then she goes, oh yeah, um, I've missed out a key part of the story. Uh, um, calling and texting back then was still like pretty expensive, especially for teenagers with no income. Mm. And, um, Virgin Mobile had free Virgin to Virgin, which was a pretty big deal uh, for us. She had Virgin, I had Virgin and, um, John did not have Virgin as well. So, so she's called so, you for free, had yeah, a five-minute chat right. to you, and then what's happened? Yeah, so then uh, five minutes into the chat, um, she's like, hey, can I talk to John? Um, I'm actually out of credit, and uh, I couldn't call him. Oh. Um, so I gave him my phone, and they chatted for about an hour while I just sat there. And oh. then so you're sitting the on the beach. And- <laughs> Yeah, just, just listening to your crush chat to her boyfriend <laughs> on your phone. Yeah, there was like no one on the beach either. It was just us. There was nowhere to go. <laughs> can, you, can you remember like the conversations I was having or just the, the deep pit of despair in your heart? <laughs> no, not really. It was just like, it was just a normal like, oh, hi, how are you going? Like probably we were only down for like three days. Like they probably didn't even need to, you know, it wasn't super necessary. But anyway, you know, well, lo- young love. 
and the third wheel. And um, uh, poor, poor old Sam, the third wheel. All right, Sam. Well, that is a um, that is a pretty terrible story, <laughs> and it's one that deserves to be immortalised. I can't wait. In song. Now, I have to uh, be clear that I haven't made up the song yet because I feel murder ballads work best when you just sort of say it from the heart. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. The tale oh. starts telling itself in the end and so I feel Sam and John and Ele- Eleanor, the love triangle, is just calling out for a Nick Cave-esque murder ballad. So here we go. Heartbreak on Yelling Up Beach. Here we go. There I was, 16 years old, living on the west coast. There was a girl who lived in Perth, a girl that I loved the most. name was Eleanor, her eyes were bright as diamonds, she had wonderful legs, but she liked John, he was my best friend, the best chance I had was picking up the dregs. Then one fateful day I was down at the beach I felt a pain like I'd stepped on a sea urchin But it was just my friend talking to my crush Talking virgin to virgin I sat there as they spoke for an hour My heart breaking in two I said, bloody Joan You've run down all of my power I think our friendship is through Because I've got Heartbreak in yelling up. Yes, heartbreak in yelling up. John and Eleanor spoke and he just wouldn't hang up because it was a heartbreak in yelling up. And that's our show for today. Sam, thank you so much. Alex Dyson. Your dreadful, dreadful story. Now it has been turned into a cautionary tale for all the youngsters out there. Hey, Sam, you still there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what happened to jo- John and Eleanor? They still, uh, they make it? Uh, well, no. Then No, they haven't been together for years now. Um, uh, well. John and I are still best friends, so... Hey! Well, that's a good news story to end (laughs) it. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you for talking to us today. If you have a a particular tale of woe that you feel needs the murder ballot treatment, please get in touch with us. We'd Uh, love to to sort you out there. 
And don't forget, if you've got a career ender, please <laughs> make us all feel better about the state of our lives. Matt O'Kine was playing the pokies on a Tuesday. <laughs> this is Matt and Alex all day Till breakfast. The fateful call. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. That's it. The all day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.